Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you glad that you're in church right now? Hallelujah. Somebody glad to be in the house of God. Oh, hallelujah. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, hallelujah, let's go. Hallelujah, let's go to the house of the Lord. Amen. And I'm so thankful to be here. Hallelujah, God. God is so great. Amen. I, I think that one person received the Holy Ghost uh, in the morning after in this morning service. And uh, I'm so thankful for what God is doing. I believe that God has great things. Amen. Not only for this church, but I believe that God has great things for this city. Amen. God has great things for West Palm Beach. Amen. Come on. We're laborers together in this. Amen. We want to reach the world. We want to reach our city. We want to reach, hallelujah, and every single person that we can reach out to. And I believe that God is going to use us. Amen. God is going to use the church. Amen. It doesn't matter the label that is outside. Amen. It doesn't matter the church that is preaching the gospel and the truth. Hallelujah. And as long as we're doing this, God is going to use the church to make a revolution in this world. Amen. And God is going to use us. If you believe this, say amen. Hallelujah. Look at to somebody next to you. Give them a fish bump high five. Amen. Or if you want to give a high five, you can give a high five. Amen. Let's break a little bit of protocol. Hallelujah. You can hug somebody if you want to. Amen. I, I'm not afraid of it. Hallelujah. Hopefully you took a shower. Amen. If you didn't, well, we love you anyways. Hallelujah. I want to go to the Word of God. I believe that um, following what we're talking about, revival and harvest, um, I do want to bring a subject that I feel that, um, that is very necessary for this harvest. And we're going to find this scripture in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 4. Once again, I want to give honor to Brother Kyle, Pastor Kyle. Thank you, his family. Amen. This wonderful church. Thank you for the opportunity for us to be here today. Now my beautiful wife is with me. Hallelujah. And my two sons, Mateo and Nathaniel. Amen. So I'm just so glad they're here with me. And uh, also they never really got to hear dad preaching in English. So uh, I think it's great for them to... Uh, to hear me. Amen. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 4. And we're going to read from the scripture. Hallelujah. And um, see word of God says. And the Bible says on verse 1. And it says that um, now Israel went out of battle against the Philistines. And uh, encamped beside Abnasser. And the Philistines encamped in Aphek. And then the Philistines put themselves in battle. Battle array against Israel. And uh, when they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines. Who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. And when the people had come into the camp. And uh, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us. That when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies. So the people said, uh, sent to Shiloh to, uh, that they might bring from the, there the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts. Who dwells between the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas were there with the ark of the covenant. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp... All Israel shouted so loudly that the earth shook. And now when the Philistines heard 
the noise of the shout, they said, What does the sound of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? Then they understood that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. So the Philistines were afraid. So they said, God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe to us, for such a thing has never happened before. Woe to us, who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods. And these are the gods who struck the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and conduct yourselves like men, you Philistines, that you do not become servants of the Hebrews as they had been to you. Conduct yourselves like men and fight. So the Philistines fought and Israel was defeated. Now you don't hear there many times in the Bible. But they were defeated and every man fled to his tent. And there was a very great slaughter, and there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. And the ark of God was captured, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas died. Now that seems very tragic story from the get-go, but it gets worse. Verse 16, the Bible says that the man said to Eli, there's one young man that escaped from battle. And he came to bring forth the news. And the, the man said to Eli, he said, I am he who came from the battle and I fled today from the battle line. And he said, what happened, my son? So the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines. And uh, there has been a great slaughter among the people. Also, your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. And the ark of God has been captured. And it happened when he made mention of the ark of God that Eli fell, of the seat, fell off the seat backward by the side of the gate. And his neck was broken and he died. For the man was old and heavy and he had judged Israel 40 years. I want to preach a, a little different message tonight. Amen. We, under this title, The Glory of God. In an empty box. The glory of God in an empty box. Put your Bible on the side and let us pray together. Can you raise your voice one more time? Hallelujah. And ask God for His glory to be in this place. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. One more time, God. We come here right now. Lord, we come hungry for You. Hallelujah. Lord, my soul thirsts for You. God, I want more of You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let this world have whatever they want. But I want Your glory. God, Your presence is heaven to me. Lord, hallelujah. Touch us today. God, open every ear to hear, open every eye to see, and every heart to receive what your word has for us today. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may clap your hands. You may be seated. Hallelujah for a few minutes. I want to take you to a little bit of a, of a story here in the Bible where talks us about uh, a great battle that was with Israel and uh, the greatest enemy of God's people, the Philistines. And uh, the Bible says that when they went to battle against the Philistines, they, um, the first time that they fought, about 4,000 men fell under the battle. And the Bible says that these two young priests, uh, one was Ophni and the other one was Phineas, they are the sons 
of the priest Eli. And the Bible says that um, these two young men, these two ministers, these uh, two uh, priests, they, they were wicked men. They, they did things that they were not supposed to do. They, um, they completely uh, brought perversion to the house of God. And now these two young men, they are leading the people to the battle against their worst enemy. And it's not long for us to see that in this battle, leaded by this perverted man, that Israel lose 4,000 men at the first time. And just dawn on them afterwards. They said, okay, we're going to go to battle. We're going to fight the Philistines. We're going to win as we always win. But when they saw that the result was not the outcome that they were thinking... Then finally they said, okay, we cannot do this. Let's bring the Ark of the Covenant. Let's bring the box, the pretty box that, uh, that the, my, my dad, the high priest, he can go once a year and he can uh, pour out blood on this, uh, on this covenant, on this uh, Ark. And um, let's bring it to battle and maybe that will help us. The problem is that their faith was not in the Almighty God. Their faith was in an object. And I want to tell the church today, be careful on what you are putting your faith into. Amen. We can put our faith uh, into things uh, and into people. Hallelujah. Some people put their faith in their jobs. Uh, some people put their faith in a country. But let me tell you, countries may fail you. Hallelujah. You may have your job today and tomorrow you may not have your job. Hallelujah. You can put your faith in your own strength. Uh, and today you're fine. Tomorrow can be your last day on earth uh, hallelujah so we have to be careful in what are we placing our faith is into and so it happened that uh, their faith was in this box it was a beautiful box it was a beautiful ark gold in and out uh, hallelujah and top of this uh, of this ark of the covenant there was a cover called the mercy seat and two cherubims facing each other they were uh, hallelujah representing what the glory of God should be and they thought let us bring the object they never said let's bring God with us they just said let's bring the ark with us and the problem church hallelujah when we put our faith into things not always will go accordingly to the way you want to see I don't want I don't want to judge anybody today but uh, you can have a beautiful huge cross in your room or hanging on your neck and that does nothing for you I'm, let me sorry but uh, let me tell you, you can have the nice sticker of the little fish behind your car amen or cross equals heart you know, and you may think, well, people may, may think, they say, oh, there goes a Christian. But uh, you can have the object with you, but doesn't mean, uh, hallelujah, that the object of, uh, or, or, the, or the main purpose of the object is with you. So you see, amen, you can have all, all the bump stickers that you want to have. And it still curses out a storm when you go on a 995. So yeah, it's okay, beautiful. 
Yes, you got the sticker. Yes, you got the cross hanging. But your life should be according to what you believe. See, we don't believe into things. We believe, hallelujah, in the mighty God. My faith is not onto things. I love the church. But let me tell you, hallelujah, as long as the church is preaching truth, I'm going to stick with church. Hallelujah. If the church, hallelujah, is not preaching what they're supposed to, amen, then you got to find a church that is preaching what they're supposed to. Hallelujah. See, amen. I don't put my faith in man. I don't put my faith in things. My faith has to be on the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. My faith has to be in the mighty God. Well, they brought the ark. And in that same day, 30,000 men died. Not only that, both men, Ophni and Phinehas, both died as well in the battle. To make matters worse, they lost the ark of the covenant. Israel lost the battle. The two priests died and the ark was captured. You see, amen, all this is a product or a byproduct of a dead ministry. What happened was uh, when the news came into Eli and the young man told Eli, hey, listen, uh, we, we lost in the battle. Uh, you know, the battle was horrible. We lost 30,000 men. Huh? Not only that, your two sons died. Hophni and Phinehas, both of them died in the battle. But that didn't shake Eli because he knew what kind of men his sons were. Amen. But when the man said about the ark and where the ark was captured, the Bible says that Eli, he was sitting down and the news shook him so much that he stepped backwards. And when that happened, he broke his neck. Now the Bible says that he was blind and heavy. Now what it says about heavy not, not only speaks about his weight and his body, but also speaks about his ministry. The condition of Eli's priesthood was a heavy and blind ministry. For 40 years, hallelujah, he was ministering with a heavy and blind ministry. And that's the problem today. We have to be careful. Amen. For our ministry not become blind and heavy. When God was speaking to Samuel, he could not understand the first two times. Hallelujah. When God said, Samuel, Samuel came to Eli and said, Lord, here I am. And Eli said, what are you doing, boy? Go back to bed. I did not talk to you. And the second time God calls, hallelujah, Samuel, Samuel shows up. All right, Eli, I'm here. What do you need me for? And he said, boy, stop waking me up. Go back to bed. And it took a third time for he finally realizes, oh, you know what? God might be talking to you. Amen. And God talked to Eli also about what was going to happen to him and his sons. But the end of this ministry, the end of a man that never really took a stand against his sons. That's why, church, we do have to be careful. Hallelujah to who steps up in the platform and who do, hallelujah, leads us into worship. And who do leads us, hallelujah, into praise. And who do leads us in Bible studies and everything that we do because... Hallelujah, I don't want to be under a ministry that is blind and heavy. And when it's time to go to battle, and when it's time, hallelujah, to make a stand, I'm going to die in battle. No, 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 no. Hallelujah, I want to be under somebody, hallelujah, that has the anointing, that his private life, when nobody else sees him, hallelujah, his private life, he still is a holy person. Well, you thought that was the, the, the end of the bad news. No, there's more. The Bible says that uh, 
his wife heard about it as well. Now, Phineas' uh, wife, uh, she was pregnant at the time. And the Bible says uh, in a verse, um, hallelujah, it says in the verse uh, 19, the Bible says that now his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was with child, due to be delivered. And when she heard the news, not about her husband, because she knew what kind of husband she had. So she wasn't surprised about that. Maybe she wasn't even happy about that. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Some marriages nowadays, I don't know. Amen. Maybe you pray that, oh, Lord, take him away. Whatever you got to do. No, pray for your husband. But the Bible says that uh, when she heard about the ark of God was captured and her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and gave birth and from her labor pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have born a son. But she did not answer, not, she, not did she regard it. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel. Because of the ark of God had been captured and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory has departed from Israel. For the ark of God has been captured. The last words of this woman to her newborn child was a reminder of 40 years of blind and heavy ministry. She said when she saw this baby, the glory of God has departed. Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod. Now this poor child was growing up, had to grow up hearing every time the the Sunday school teacher called his name and then she would say Ichabod everybody would look at him and say because of your father and because of your grandfather hallelujah the glory of God has departed we don't have the ark anymore oh we had such a great time but now every time that somebody would call Ichabod they would remember that the glory of God was over the glory of God was gone amen and every time huh, this child would grow huh, with the thought of what but, but it was not my fault huh, I didn't do this huh, I don't want to tell somebody right now huh, there are things that happen in your life huh, that was not your fault huh, maybe somebody hurt you huh, maybe somebody said some things to you huh, that they should not have said huh, and you grew up with this guilt huh, thinking that oh huh, it is my fault no 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 huh, hallelujah God wants to take the blame from you huh, amen sometimes it happens huh, then when other people that has no God in their lives they end up hurting us and because of that we are reminders of at one point we feel like well okay what is the, glo the glory of God if, if God is God then why did he let that happen to me if God is God then why why do I have to suffer the way that I do and every time uh, this child would remember and remind himself, uh, I have no mom, uh, I have no dad, uh, I have no grandfather. Where is the glory of God? This child grew up for many years without seeing the Ark of the Covenant. See, the problem was Ichabod was now alone. And his name, because of that, was a reminder of the sins of his parents. In the, now that the ark is gone, Israel had to do something. 
they, they, they had to take a step into change some things. You see, the problem was that they really lost the battle. Not because God was not with them. But they lost the battle because from the get-go, they thought they could have done on their own. And that's half of the battle that we lose. When you take battles on your own hands without trusting God first, sometimes what is going to happen, amen, is that you're going to go to battle and you're set for losing. You know, we think, well, I, I'm strong enough. You know what? I, I've been in church for so many years and uh, I, I don't really have to pray. I, I don't really have to break through. I, I, I don't have to come to an altar. Amen. My dad was a, was a minister. My, my grandfather was a minister. I, I don't have to go through all this because uh, I already have the blessings of God. And when we feel self-sufficient and when we face ourselves face to face against danger, amen, and we think, uh, Maybe God will help me this time. And God will say, no, I won't. Because when we trust our strength, God says, all right, you want to do you? Okay, no problem. I'm out. You do it. And we can all say that I've done, I've done things without consulting God first. Big crash. Because we try to, to think that we are so smart. And, and we, we are so great in what we do. And, you know, I, I know I can do things. You see, uh, you know, uh, it gets to a point, even as a preacher, that, you know, we get a little professional when we do some things. You know, I'm a musician as well. I'm a bass player. And I saw the brother playing the bass. I'm like, man, okay, I got this. That's cool. And it gets to a time where, where we feel self-sufficient. And we think that we're good enough. And I can get a message read in 30 minutes and, and throw it and people may clap and say praise God. But they don't know. They don't know what I believe in. They don't know the things that happens in the secret when nobody else is seeing. And here's the danger. Amen. When we do something for God without his guidance and without his anointing and without him guiding us first, the result of that will be death. So I don't want to minister. I don't want to step in here. I don't want to preach. I don't want to play. I don't want to do anything for God. If God is not there with me in the first place, I need the glory to be with me. I don't need an object, but I need the glory of God. When I do something for him, I want to make sure that I pray myself through when I pray and when I talk when I preach I want to make sure that I step that I took some time praying hallelujah in the altar of my heart hallelujah saying God I need you doesn't matter how many years I've preached doesn't matter how long I've been serving God every time that I want to do something for him I need to say God use me one more time Lord help me one more time you see hallelujah I want the glory and we need the Glory. Hey, Louis, I don't want to do anything that God is not involved with. Amen. The problem in Pentecost nowadays. The problem in Pentecost nowadays is that we put so much effort into the man. And we elevate man. We have to be careful. See, I love preachers. Man, I, I love Brother Stone King as much as ne the next guy. I love Brother Jeff Arno. I love, uh, amen, all this great man and woman of God. But we have to be careful to not place men and things above God. I remember one time 
It was a while ago, Brother Liz Stone King was going to come and preach here in one, one of our churches between the South Pole and the North Pole. I'm not going to say where. But, uh, but, you know, sometimes he can pull it off last minute. He got sick in his body and he just can't come. And I, I think it was, the service was like on a Sunday or something and, uh, and he did not come that service. Now, people heard that Brother Stone King was coming. And people drove all the way from Jacksonville to be there to hear Brother Stone King preaching. But when they got there and we heard the news, Brother Stone King got a little sick. He would not be able to come. But we brought another preacher. And he was also a great preacher. But I heard people bummed out. Waste my day. Drove five hours. Brother Stone King's not here. Uh, really? Oh, God. We have to be careful, hallelujah, to stop uh, idolizing, amen, some man and woman. Uh, we, I love them. Uh, I need them. They, they are a great voice for our time. Uh, you know, we lost last year one of the greatest voices that we have in our movement, Brother Eli Hernandez. Great man of God. Uh, but uh, let me tell you something, uh, hallelujah. Oh, I love Brother Hernandez. Uh, but he left us a legacy, hallelujah, that we, he, we need to keep going. Uh, we cannot just stop because the man of God died. Uh, we must take the man and keep on going hallelujah I love all these men and women but the church must go hallelujah and the church will go and when I'm gone and when brother Kyle is gone this church if God has not come yet this church will still go forward hallelujah amen and the ears will pass 50, 60, 70 years if the Lord waits a little bit to save some more praise God the church will still go forward amen so we must put God in first and everything that we do yes we have great preachers great musicians great singers great teachers but it's not about our ability it's about how much we give glory John 5 44 it says how can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God and my question today is where is the glory in our lives is the glory in our egos it is the glory hallelujah in our talents it is the glory hallelujah coming into what the things that we can do or is all the glory to him and be careful amen be careful with uh, with saying sometimes we we fake humbleness Some, sometimes amen we we say oh yes all the glory is to god but lie you know you preach so good you know, you play something so good, and somebody, wow, man, you're great. Wow, that, what, that was awesome. Yes. All glory to God. <laughs> and inside, you know, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Hey, man, we get. We can be very good fakers when it comes to give God the glory. Hallelujah. But hey, if somebody one, one time, if they, if they ever tell you, oh, you do good something. You, you did great doing that. Oh, great preaching, great message, great, 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 great playing, great uh, Bible study. Whatever they do, uh, make sure that you find a place when you talk to God and say, God, hallelujah, let all this glory be to you. When I play, when I sing, when I preach, when I do something, I want people to see you and not to 
to see me. You know, every time that you step to do something for God, you have to hide behind the cross. And the only thing that people will see is Jesus. Hallelujah. When they hear me, I want them to hear Jesus. Hallelujah. When they talk about me, I want them to talk about Jesus. Hallelujah. When they talk about the glory, all the glory is for the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. The excellence of power, it's not mine. I don't do this because I'm so great, but I do this because God has chosen this earthly vessel to pour out His Spirit. Amen. And He gave us the greatest gift of all that is the gift of the Holy Spirit, and when you have the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, God gives you the power to do things that you would not be able to do. Revelation 5.13, it says, and every, and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under earth and such as there are in the sea and all there are in them, I heard them saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. I think, church, it is time for us to bring the glory back to where it belongs. Hallelujah. The glory of God, it does not depend in one place. Because God does not dwell in temples made by men. Hallelujah. The glory of God shines through us. Hallelujah. When we have the Spirit, we are the arcs of the covenant. If I can say it this way, when I walk the glory of God comes with me not because of me hallelujah because you can be beautiful in and out but the glory is all that it matters hallelujah you can have angels walking with you but if the glory is not there I don't want anything that you have I want the glory give me the glory back hallelujah see the devil wanted the glory for himself and he's seeking people with the same kind of spirit. When we start boasting ourselves a little bit, and, and, you know, we feel like, yes, the devil says, yes, one of mine. Because he knows kindred spirits. You know, when we start, when we stop singing how great thou art, and we start singing how great we are, oh, there's a problem there. You know, and sings my soul. My Savior, God, to me, how great we are. No, yes, we have a beautiful church, but the glory... He has to be to God. Hallelujah. Yes, we can have a wonderful, a wonderful auditorium, but the glory is to God. Many years passed. Many years passed since the death of Eli and his sons. And here's what happened. Hallelujah. The Bible only gives us one instance where... King Saul seek the ark. There's only one, 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 one instance in the Bible that it says that when they went to battle, Saul asked about the ark, but the ark was too far away in Abner's home. And because it was so far away, Saul said, we don't have time. It's going to take too long for the glory to come. You know, I, I, let's do the glory our own way. Let, let's go to battle our own way. 
You know, if God is not going to move when I want him to move, then I'm going to take matters in my own hands. And that's a very dangerous place to be. Hallelujah. God does not move when I want him to move. I cannot manipulate God's glory. I cannot manipulate, hallelujah, the spirit. I cannot think in my mind at no point in time that something that I do makes God move. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Yes, he moves among the praise of his people. Yes. He moves when we when we break our hearts and we cry and we seek out to him and we ask him for something. Yes, he moves you know, when, we, when we ask him that way. But he does not move just because we feel that he must move when we want him to move. And we know the end of Saul. But thank God for David. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for ministers like David. Because David said, hey, hallelujah, where is the ark? And they, and they said, well, the ark, is, it's Abinadab's home. We, you know, has been there for over 20 years. For 20 years. That means that Ichabod never seen the glory of God for so many years. Can you imagine growing up without the glory? Can you imagine coming to church and not feeling anything? Can you imagine praying and singing and doing all the beautiful things that we know how to do it? But that is just humanly thing and we don't feel anything in our hearts that it, that it, that's how it was like for them for 20 years nobody hallelujah was interested in the glory but thank God that David said hey let's bring the glory back hallelujah I don't want the glory to be one more day far away from the, from its right place it's time for us to come and bring the glory back hallelujah you know what's going to happen for the revival of this time hallelujah bring him back for what I talked uh, this morning we have to start bringing the glory back uh, to our services uh, we have to start bringing the glory back uh, and the glory does not depend on how well the preacher preaches the, the glory does not depend on how well the music sings uh, the glory does not depend uh, on how how well dressed uh, you came to church uh, but if one person uh, hallelujah coming seeking uh, the glory uh, and they say Lord uh, I don't know what you're going to do today uh, but today I want to see your glory uh, hallelujah Moses said he said Lord show me show me your glory hallelujah when you come to church and you seek the glory and you come to church and you ask God God I want your glory he cannot do anything else but to come down hallelujah and touch us and bless us and make us feel his mighty power his glory hallelujah and I'm about to be done David had good intentions. David had good men. 30,000 men. But even good men with good intentions can make mistakes. He said, let us bring, let us bring it back from the house of Abinadab. But let us use a new method. See, when they went and brought the glory... They brought the ark. They were happy. There were people singing, people shouting. They were ready for the procession to go back to Jerusalem. But here's what happened. When they did that, David said, all right, let us put, us, let, let, let us put the, the, the ark, the glory. Let us put on this new cart. Let us make the most beautiful cart and some oxen to, to, to take it along the way. And while the oxen is taken and the, the glory is in the cart, we're going to praise and worship. But that's not what the Bible teaches how to do it. 
I mean, the Ark of the Covenant had to be taken by Levites, four of them, everyone taking the glory upon their shoulders. That's how you take the glory. You see, the Ark of the Covenant, as experts, some experts believe that uh, the Ark had to weigh at least 516 pounds. It was not something light. It was not something that just one man could carry by himself. They had to carry, and even four men, even if, even if they were so strong, 516 pounds is still really heavy for a 12-mile procession was long and heavy in the burden and he said well let us put the glory in the in this little cart and let the oxen take it and here's the problem the way that David learned how to do it the way that he learned he did not learn that from the Bible but he learned that from the Philistines the cart it was not God's idea it was the Philistines idea that's why as a church we have to be careful where we take our doctrine from we have to be careful where are we picking our songs from we have to be careful hallelujah in what philosophies of man are we following and bringing to church because God is not going to accept accept anything else that is not from his word I'm all up for new methods I'm all up for new ideas I believe that the 21st search church must do something new to reach out a lost soul a lost world we think we need to think about new methods new ideas let us use technology there's nothing bad with that but our methods have to be aligned with the word of god a new methods needs biblical principles hallelujah I'm all, all up for new ideas, but new ideas must still come from a biblical principle. And when they carry, ended up in the death of a few men, and a, a man named Uzzah, when the oxen stumbled, he tried to hold the ark. He could not touch it, but because he tried to hold it, he ended up dying. David felt so bad about it, and David said, what are we going to do? Now I have the blood of this man in my hands. Good man, good intentions, bad idea. You want to help your family? That's a good intention. But don't go robbing a bank to help your family. That's a bad idea. Good man, good intention, bad idea. See, not, be, not only because you're in church that every idea that you have must be good. I'll tell you one, 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 one last story before I bring this to, to wrap up. In my church many years ago, um, we had a big revival, and um, we, we used to rent in a little palladium. And the drummer that day, he completely forgot to bring the drumsticks. Now, the, the, bla the, the, the palladium where we rented, uh, they had a, a pool area, pool table. And I thought, we don't have drumsticks. There's a pool table over there, and there are a few sticks. I can go there, break a couple, hide it. Don't judge me. You had bad ideas before too. Good intentions, bad idea. <laughs> I broke them. I hit it well hit. And I put the two sticks in, you know, right here by my belt. You know, the sticks were like, like this. And uh, the security lady saw me. And she said, hey, what you got? Nothing. You know, she's like, show me. You have something there. 
Sorry. 30 minutes before church, pastor comes out. She's like, this kid, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. You know, good idea, good, you know, good intention, bad idea. Sometimes you can try to think of doing something good for God, but it doesn't matter how you do it. Sometimes you may think that it's a good idea doing something, but you always got to make sure that you are side to side with the man of God. Don't go out and about doing things without telling your pastor. Good man, good ideas. I mean, good, good, good intentions, bad idea. So we have to be careful. David had all the good intentions, but the way that he did it was the wrong way. And because of that, a person died. And because of that, the ark went to a house of a man called Obed-Edom. And in his house, something happened. When the glory of God went to this Gittite, Gittite, I think that's how you say. The Bible says, now, he, he was not an Israelite. He was not a Levite. He was not part of God's people. I don't know exactly why David chose to put in his home. But he had a good reason maybe. Or maybe he said, well, he's a Gittite. If he dies, nobody really cares. But long story short, when the, when the ark came into his home, something happened. I think, you know, like if we can just imagine for a little bit. Maybe the ark was in the center of the house. And every time he would pass by, man, he would just start saying, singing songs and, and worshiping God. And the Bible says that in a few months, his home started being blessed. And, and things are starting to grow. And his, uh, his family started to prosper. And his money is starting to grow. Amen. You know, you know it is a great blessing even when the mother-in-law, amen. He, you know, she's, she's having maybe a good time there in the home. Amen. And everything is starting to happen in this man's life. Because when the glory is at the center of your family. Hallelujah. God received the glory. Hallelujah. When the glory is at the center of your home. Hallelujah. God received the glory. Hallelujah. When the God received the glory, he starts to bless in you and he starts to give you more and he starts to prosper you in the ways that you never thought it would be possible maybe you live that wreck of a life but all of a sudden you came to a Pentecostal church and you repented of your sins and you were baptized in the name of Jesus and you were filled with the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden you came that day hallelujah home your wife knew you as a drunken your wife knew you as a, as a wife beater maybe your family knew you were a horrible person but you came from church filled with the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden she was waiting baby for you to say bad words and hurt her or your kids but instead of that hallelujah you said hey honey next day next Sunday hallelujah we're gonna go to church together and she said hey what happened something happened to me when the glory hallelujah comes into this earthly vessel something changes hallelujah God's received the glory hallelujah there is Amen. Rejoice. There's joy in heaven for one that repents. See, the glory will come with humbleness. And humbleness come by submitting to the word of God. Philippians 2.3 said, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. You want the glory? Let's lift one up. Let, let's, let's talk good about one another. Let, let, let us help each other. 
When I fall, I need somebody to pick me back up. Not judge me. Not destroy me. Hallelujah. You want to see the glory? Hallelujah. Then start acting like the glory is in you. Hallelujah. You want to see the glory? Amen. Then act like you have the Holy Ghost. Love your neighbor. Hallelujah. Help the church to grow. Help the vision of the church to go forward. See, this revival from this time. Hallelujah. God is waiting for a group like David to say, hey, I want the glory. Amen. I don't want nothing else short of the glory. Hallelujah. I want God in my life. I want, hallelujah, the glory in my life. The upcoming revival in our generation has to be to bring the same doctrine that has been taught to us. I'm not going to change the doctrine. I still believe in the Holy Ghost. I still believe in water name, Jesus baptism. I still believe in holiness. Hello. Hallelujah. I still believe that a woman should look like a woman and a man should look like a man. Hallelujah. Uncut hair. Man living, lifting up holy hands. Hallelujah. Wherever you go, it is the same doctrine. It is the same gospel. You want to see the glory? Then act like it. Hallelujah. You want to see the power? Then act like the power is in you. I wish there were maybe somebody here that is still believe the same old gospel, the same old doctrine. Give me that old time religion. God is still the same, but he needs somebody this time that is interested in his glory to bring it. Hallelujah. I want to carry your glory. God, sometimes the glory is a little heavy. Sometimes, hallelujah, the glory, amen, can be a little a little weight a, a huge weight in my shoulders but that is the price that we must pay if we want to have the glory I have to pay the price of the burden in my shoulders I'm not going to give the ark to somebody else I must carry God wants us to carry his glory on our shoulders why don't you stand up hallelujah why don't you clap your hands for the Lord We must let the glory shine. The Shekinah. Romans 12, 2 says, and be, not, and, be not, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the glory of God. He doesn't want to be in an empty box. Yes, he placed his glory there as a reminder. But now his glory. See, the ark is gone. The ark is gone. I don't know where it is. If you know, let me know. But I don't know. The, the ark is gone. But that does not mean that the glory is gone. See, the ark was gone. But God was still speaking through his prophet, Samuel. The, glory was, the ark was gone. But the glory chose David. See, the ark was gone. But the glory of God had never left. And I can imagine the Bible says when David heard about, about Obed-Edom and how God was blessing him. David said, let's go back and let us bring the ark this time. But maybe he did his homework before. He said, you know what? I don't want anybody else to die under my ministry. I don't want anybody else to die because I did not do the right thing.
I, 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 want, I want this to go forward. And here's what are we going to do. Let us go, let us go back to the word of God. Let us go back to what the Bible says. Let us see how we should take the glory. And he read, okay, the, the ark must be taken by the Levites. All right, give me four Levites. Your Levites, okay, you're coming with me. Hallelujah, we're going to bring the ark back today. And the Bible says that when they start bringing the ark, the Levites put the, 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 the ark in their shoulders. And the Bible says that every sixth step, they would stop and rejoice and praise and give God sacrifices. And all the way that they went back to Jerusalem, the Bible says that they did this procession. Praise and sacrifice. Praise and sacrifice. See, when the glory, hallelujah, walks with us, there must be praise and there must be sacrifice. Hallelujah. Some things have to die if you want to carry the glory. Some things must stay on the way. If the glory is going to be back to the way, it should be. I heard so many times people saying oh we had great revivals back when we 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 i remember the revivals when i was a little kid i went i remember the revivals 20 years ago and i'm thankful for those revivals but they are not gone hallelujah they still can happen all it needs it is somebody to say i want the glory back i want the glory of god in my life it is still the same old religion founded by jesus edified by the doctrine of the prophets and the apostles and we preach the same today this is not something that I do once a week this is my life it is all that I know it is all that I want I want the glory and I want anything else I don't want anything else but the glory of God hallelujah and I'm about to be over if the musicians can be ready Moses said, show me the glory. We need the glory more than any, any other time before. I don't want empty. I don't want to empty worship and praise and, and good service and go back the same way that I came. No, I don't. We don't have time for this. There are people there in the brink of life and death. Maybe somebody will come through these doors thinking about suicide and thinking if God doesn't do something for me today this must be my this may be my last hours in this earth but thank God for a church hallelujah that wants the glory because when they come into this place and the glory of God is here hallelujah the glory starts to change the outcome the glory starts to change our lives around hallelujah the glory changed Obed Edom's life forever not only because he opened his home for the glory but the Bible says that when the ark went back to the temple Hallelujah. And when, uh, when uh, uh, David uh, edified uh, the, the ark in, in the, in the, where, where he wanted to be, the Bible says that uh, the ark was a little different. The place of the ark was a little different than it was before. Before, it had to be through, it was under a veil, behind a veil. And only one man, once a year, could go. But David's temple was different. The ark was in the center. And everybody could see the glory. Because David's temple is a, a shadow of the church. It's a type of the church. It showed us what the church should be like. Amen. David, he, he started to name musicians to play in the temple. 
he started to name people to invent new instruments to play and the Bible says that he also named people to guard the gates of the temple hallelujah and the Bible says that one of these guards was a man named Obadido read it I don't have time today but the Bible says hallelujah that one of the men that served at the door was Obed-Edom. Now he was not a Levite. He was not an Israelite. But it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. He came from far away. But when the glory came into his life, something changed. And before, he wouldn't even be counted as the people of God. But now, hallelujah, he's counted as one of the doorkeepers. Hallelujah. What happened? What happens is that when you bring the glory to your life, your home changes. Your destiny changes. Hallelujah. Your family. Amen. Maybe before, your house was a war zone. But right now, you pray to together you fast together you come to church together hallelujah the devil had your life wrapped around his hands but when the glory hallelujah starts to shine amen things start to change and things start to move john 1 1 2 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and the verse 14 he says and the same was in the beginning with god and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory Emmanuel God with us and the same spirit now dwells in us see I know God doesn't share his glory with anybody that's what we say God does not share his glory but that's not what the Bible says to us. He does share His glory with us. But not for us to be glorified. But for Him to receive the glory through us. Hallelujah. Anybody here wants the glory of God in your life? I want to invite you. If you want to take a step. Amen. And I know, I know, I know the ears have been different. I know maybe... For the past few months, you're used to stay where you at. I'm not going to judge you. Could, could we have an altar like we know how to have? Can we come to this altar? And if you need to stand six feet away from somebody, that's fine. But why, why don't we just come to the altar and have a time with God? Hallelujah. Show me. Show me your glory, God. What is going to give us strength to go forward is that the glory... Is carried with us. What is going to help us to go forward in 2021 is the glory of God. God, I can't lose anything else in this world, but I don't want to lose your glory. God, I need your glory. Show me your glory. Come on, that's it. That's beautiful. Hallelujah. That's it. Just take a step of faith. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus could heal a leopard. It was a worse sickness at that time. But he was not afraid of it. Come on. Step in faith and say, Lord, I want your glory. God, nothing else but your glory. Is there a David here that will say, it has been too long. I want today feel what I used to feel. I want to feel the way that I used to feel. Maybe for somebody here, it has been a while that you've spoken in tongues. 
Maybe for somebody here has been a while. I know 2020 was a horrible year. Maybe the devil tried to take away the glory from you. But it's time for you to take back what the devil tried to steal. Come on, the enemy took the ark, but they cannot take the glory. Hallelujah, the enemy can take things away from me, but he cannot take the glory of God. Maybe I lost my home, maybe I lost my car, maybe I lost material things, maybe I got sick. But the glory is all that I need. The glory is all that I need. Come on, is somebody here interested? I want the glory. Show me your glory, God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bring the glory back. Hallelujah. Praise like you know how to praise Him. Come on, sacrifice like you know how to do.